Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Locked on Bucks, brought to you by BrewHoop.com. I'm Eric Name, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Frank Madden. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing grand. I had uh, I had my fried turkey on Thanksgiving. And, oh yeah, how uh, was it? Was it it was as good as you were expecting? It was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, um, I I watched, I observed the entire process, so I felt like I have some grasp of it. Okay. I mean, it it takes only three and a half minutes per pound, right? So we had I think a a twelve pound turkey. Um, so you know, I mean the the com- the comparison of of how long it takes to make a fried turkey versus the uh so that's know, like 45 minutes is, and you're done yeah yeah dang yeah so that was that was pretty awesome we actually we actually fried two turkeys and then there was like a roasted turkey that uh, nobody ate so i will say this as i was eating my regular turkey on thursday i was thinking pretty much only about hmm wonder what this would taste like fried so um <laughs> thanks for that uh Again, like I, I enjoy Thanksgiving. I love overeating, um, but man, I, I could not get fried turkey out of my head. So thank you for that, Frank. It's not. I mean, it's it really doesn't seem very complicated. So I mean, the only downside is you'd have to do it outside. Maybe in uh, in Wisconsin, people don't really want to do uh, in late November. But I was in uh, Houston, Texas, so I was wearing shorts. So it wasn't really a yeah. That's not really bad. A big deal. That's not, no, bad, not at bad, all. bad at all. So yeah, Thanksgiving was good, and uh, I was I was actually at a uh, a pool hall on Friday night during the Raptors game, and I I did watch the last quarter on my phone, um, which was a pretty fun game. Um, seemed like a fun game watching on my phone in a pool hall in Houston, Texas, and then I watched it uh, in its entirety yesterday on uh, on my Roku, but. Uh, uh, an interesting game, certainly competitive game. I don't know what what was your what was your thought on that game before we get into the uh, the Bucks win over the Magic tonight. Well, first to I, I guess summarize it: one hundred five ninety nine. The Raptors ended up being the Bucks that night, and yeah, like you said, it was it was an interesting game, pretty much dead even in the second half, which is a problem when you're already trailing at at the half, uh, thirty two to thirty two in the final period, and. It was, it was, I, I, fun is a good word for it. Uh, uh, maybe not as fun watching DeMar DeRozan hit tough shot after tough shot and Kyle oh, Lowry God. hit yeah. threes from God knows where. Um, but there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of like hat tip shots in that game from the Raptors, which, I mean, the Buck, the Bucks obviously, I mean, sure, they had their own share of breakdowns defensively, but, um, you know, some of those shots that the Raptors make, especially late, it was just sort of like, well, you know, if they're going to hit that shot, that's why they're a 51 team and the Bucks are, are still, you know, uh, a work in progress. Yeah. And, and I guess it's kind of interesting just thinking about DeRozan because that's kind of how he gets his points. Like, like he, he does regularly hit tough shots. So then you got to kind of think about, well, should you have done more? Is there a way you can 
just make the shot not even occur. But man, you you can really go pretty far uh, down the hypothetical rabbit hole trying to figure that out. But he was super impressive. He's insanely patient and he, he goes the line 10 times. Um, I, I guess just looking at that game, uh, one interesting thing, we've seen the Bucks experiment with uh, some of the small ball lineups. Um, they've done that it really last week. That was kind of, that was kind of the thing uh, that they were messing around with that and kind of trying to figure out how well that worked and whether or not they liked it. And uh, after, let's see, they played Monroe for the first three minutes of the fourth quarter. And then after that, uh, the rest of the way, they went with, uh, with a small ball lineup with Giannis as the biggest guy on the floor and tried to come back. And I mean, even, got it down to i think it got as close as tied there in the fourth quarter um and it it was a battle back and forth the bucks were there but they just couldn't close it down the uh as the game came to a close uh, you know they had i think some of those those big shots were especially backbreaking cuz they actually you know the bucks put together a good defensive um you know 22 seconds or whatever on uh, on a possession and and then they just couldn't couldn't get the Raptors to miss a shot uh, in some of those cases, and uh, obviously the the cool thing was you know seeing Giannis uh, come into the fourth quarter with I think 13 points, 10 assists, and then he just went. Um, I think the technical term is ape shit. Um, <laughs> uh, just went nuts, um, destroying the Raptors from every which way, and uh, you know it was kind of uh, there was that one the couple I think one or two possessions where they kind of ran a um, uh, a, a screen like a, a a quick screen with Della Vadova uh, to get um, to get a, a, a small on on Giannis and you know he scored a couple ways that way had a you know a couple leaners as well kind of shots that maybe we're not used to um, to people making or to seeing yeah. Giannis make um, you know kind of those in between shots which is obviously uh, well I guess pretty much anything that's not in the restricted areas where Giannis struggles but. Uh, but yeah, he he pretty much did did kind of everything in terms of scoring. You know, um, in, not and obviously he wasn't shooting jump shots, but um, but just getting the basket with the ball, moving without the ball. Um, obviously, it was, it was just pretty pretty awesome to watch. Uh, and yeah, the the small lineup was obviously a, a another kind of a big night for the storyline of of the small lineup. Um, I think I heard that that you know the final scoreline was like it was the small lineups were only like plus one or something like that but mm-hmm. um you know i was looking at nbawawi.com and i think in lineups regular season lineups this year without uh Giannis, or sorry with Giannis, but without greg miles john henson and then also there were like i think a few minutes with with thon maker that was might have been in that uh um Kings game or something like that. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, I, I I took those out too, just because you know. I mean, I don't think those were really necessarily representative of what we're talking about here in, at the end of a blowout. But um, Giannis forty five points in forty six minutes, sixty six percent true shooting in that span, and the Bucks are like plus fourteen points per one hundred scoring. I think one twenty four uh, per one hundred. So uh, if you want offense, uh, go small, young man. <laughs> um, that was, uh, was interesting and also interesting, of course, and tonight we don't see it at all, uh, despite the fact that the Bucks did use it to good effect against the Magic, uh, last week, Monday in the game they won, uh, in Milwaukee, 
tonight they take down the Magic 104-96. Interesting, the first team to score more than 94 points against the Magic in six games. Uh, the Magic have obviously not been very good. They came into the game 6-10, and 10, uh, but they do have a top-10 defense. Uh, and the Bucks kind of, I don't know, it was kind of a weird game. I mean, it wasn't, you wouldn't call it a, a really impressive game from the Bucks, but um, they didn't really go sm- small at all. They were outscored in, on the fast break, which is not what you would expect against the Orlando Magic. And they only forced seven turnovers, which is also really weird because they forced 24 against the Magic a week ago. Uh, so they won kind of in a very different way, um, but they got a road win, which uh, is only the second time that has happened so far this year, and I think six games. So, um, you know, not not necessarily pretty, but uh, not, uh, you know, not a super... I mean, it, it wasn't a blowout. The Bucks were never really up by a big margin, but they kind of kept them at arm's reach the entire game um, in that second half. And uh, obviously it was uh, an encouraging thing to see for a young team that has, you know, struggled to get over the humps, has struggled to to bring it against teams that maybe aren't as impressive. And tonight they, they managed to pull out a, a very much needed win, especially with the Cavaliers coming into town uh, on Tuesday. It wasn't good basketball, but any road win is a good win. Uh, especially for a young team, at least in my mind. So uh, to see them actually to actually close it out uh, um, is a major positive. Um, and I, I guess it, it was pretty pretty ugly. Um, but th- there are some moments where you think maybe they could close that one out. Um, you start the fourth quarter up seventy nine to seventy two. And then decide not to play Giannis or Jabari uh, to start the fourth quarter, and obviously that cuts in the lead a little bit, hurts the Bucks' flow, um, and kind of allows the Magic to get back into the game. And it, you you do wonder if maybe if you go Giannis and Jabari there, it, maybe you can just take care of business, make it a fifteen point game, and then they can get their rest at the end rather than uh, needing to close out. Uh, this magic team as the game came to a close um, that was interesting um, Jabari Parker struggling also interesting but though he struggled I thought maybe he had a couple of the more impactful plays of the entire game when to start the third quarter the Bucks couldn't get anything going uh, kid called a timeout I think when it was 60-60 um, I think like three or four minutes in. Uh, so the Bucks call a timeout there, and then it goes, I think, Jabari three-pointer, then a dunk for Henson, then a Jabari baseline drive, and then a Jabari assist to Monroe. And it, again, he his, his numbers weren't great on the night. He didn't play really all that well, nine points, seven rebounds, and four assists, but that seemed like a huge moment to me that, okay, you let the magic back in it. And then for him to make the plays that kind of took them back out of trouble, gave them a lead again. I thought that was huge. And then in the fourth quarter, I'm trying to think exactly when his offensive rebound came, but there was just uh, an offensive rebound that he grabbed. I don't know if you can imagine it, but uh, it was, it was a close shot in the lane. I'm trying to think who uh, missed it. Uh, oh, Henson. Okay, so it was 340 left uh, 
Bucks are up five, ninety-five, ninety. Henson misses a a short little hook, obviously with left hand, um, and Jabari was like out of bounds and came from underneath, got the rebound, took a dribble, got it back up on the glass, and got fouled and hits two free throws to make it ninety-seven, ninety. And then next play, Giannis scores. Next, and then the Bucks kind of just push it back out to eleven, and that was that. But that play seemed big, and again. Jabari didn't play well, but to me, it felt like there was key moments where he made major plays, and that uh, there's some strange dissonance going on in my mind that I can't fully handle. That he didn't play well, but still seemed to factor in in a couple major sequences in the second half. Yeah, well, I think this is a weird game in the sense that Jabari did not score and might have actually helped the Bucks win, <laughs> um, which has been, I think, a storyline that will be interesting to follow over the course of the season because obviously normally you're going to expect Jabari to score more than you know nine points and um, came into the game where I think he was around 19 per game. Um, but we talk about it. You know, If Jabari's not scoring, he's definitely not helping you. And certainly the plus-minus numbers, and I, I tweeted out some, some stuff on how Henson's uh, effect uh, on the court um, and I'm sure some of it is is bad luck, but uh, when Henson's been on the court, it's just been like this crazy negative effect on everybody who's who's been a starter. Um, but Jabari's, you know, on-off ratings are pretty pretty. I don't know if "scary" is the right word, but the Bucks are way better when he's not on the court right now. Mm-hmm. They're plus eight points per 100 when he's off the court. When he's on, uh, sorry, off the court, and they're slightly, you know, they're negative when he's on the court, and you know that's a bit. Sir, that's a bit concerning because, right, I mean, we've talked about this, that Jabari has not been, uh, you know, a quote-unquote winning basketball player. He's not been a guy who has helped you win games given the sort of trade-offs on offense and defense that he brings. And I think his defense is getting better, or at least he's making less, certainly certainly fewer egregious mistakes than he did previously. Um, I don't think he's making, you know, big out-of-area plays. Um, you know, he did have that one play where he, he badly missed a shot, um, but then came and, and contested a, a surge uh, kind of transition dunk one on one that that Ibaka back ironed, um, which was a big, you know, a big turnaround play. Uh, and tonight, you know, I think the, the one thing I'd note is that that three pointer he made that began that uh, little quick st- stretch of good play for the Bucks started with Giannis stuffing Aaron Gordon in transition and then. Um, Giannis, I think Giannis got credit for it, but Giannis and Henson then combining to block yep. uh, Gordon again, and then the ball got passed up, and Jabari, you know, no hesitation, hits a corner three. Um, but getting back to Jabari, yeah, it was a weird thing, and you know, it felt like for a lot of the second half, it, he he was playing almost like a guy who had ten rebounds and nine assists and was looking for like hunting <laughs> for an assist. Yeah, it, it was really strange. I mean, he kicked it out to John Henson a couple times. Um, he had a couple plays where he was in the paint. Sorry, and when he did it, it was just like immediate, like just touch and a quick flip to John Henson, not like attack and then kick out to John Henson. It was hot potato, get rid of it straight to John Henson, and yeah, it was it was strange. Well, I think, and I think I I will say that actually, I think one of the passes to Henson, which led to a Toledovich three, Jabari, I think dribbled into the paint and had kind of like almost lost the ball, had kind of like a little yep. little dribble. Um, gathered and then and then kicked at Henson baseline, who passed Toledovich for a three. So I mean, it worked out, but um, but certainly with a guy like Jabari, you expect him to you know be more looking for a shot. And there was another play where it looked like he had a step on Biombo. I think it was early in the third quarter, 
looked like he put the ball on the floor. And I think it was against Biombo, and it looked like he had a clear lane for yeah. a layup, and he was driving sort of from the right wing in and then kicked it to somebody who was in the right corner instead of attacking for, for what could have been a layup. And so it was just sort of a strange game. Like It's like Jabari kind of decided, oh, my shot's not here. I'm going to, you know pass all game long or something and then he did have that kind of five point little quick burst um where he thought maybe it was okay now he's gonna go and uh, you know the three as uh as we tweeted out you know nate duncan pointed out that hitting that three i think it was on a baka in the right corner you know like 30 seconds later he gets it in the left corner and fakes and abaka um has to respect you know the shot equity yeah uh, hashtag shot equity uh, that Jabari is building up from three, and and then he's able to drive and and get a reverse lay in and and a foul. Um, so yeah, strange game from Jabari, but uh, I think it was encouraging. I mean, I tweeted that that I thought Kid was playing with fire. I mean, leaving Giannis out for the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter, it's crazy. and Giannis, it's crazy. Giannis only played fifteen minutes in the first half. You know, they don't play yesterday. They didn't play. They don't play tomorrow. Um, so he had a lot of minutes to to work with. He played the entire uh, third quarter. <clears throat> and then to hold him out eight minutes. I mean, I think I was looking at that lineup. I think it was to start the fourth quarter, Beasley, Toledovich, Monroe. And I thought, oh, okay, let's see if they bring back Giannis for Monroe and go small. Because they obviously had success going against mm-hmm. the bigger Magic lineup with with a, a small ball lineup like that. And, you know, credit to, to Michael Beasley. He played well again tonight, 13 points on nine shots, uh, six boards, plus five. Um, you know, he kind of, they didn't need him quite like in the first magic game where they just had nothing going. I mean, it was pretty nip and tuck, uh, throughout the first, uh, first quarter. Uh, so, so he kind of didn't need to, you know, triage, but, uh, but yeah, he was kind of doing his usual, you know, Michael Beasley kind of smoothly sauntering around the court and getting to the rim and sort of exploiting, um, breakdowns and things like that. So I I thought maybe they would do that, but, uh, you know, instead he kind of kept rolling the dice and, um, you know, not not that not that uh, uh, Jason Terry obviously wasn't taking Giannis's minutes necessarily, but uh, Jason Terry now I think he's up to 37 minutes in the last two games without uh, a point uh, and playing crucial fourth quarter minutes, which is um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I know you asked Jason Kidd about that and kind of got stonewalled. Uh, yeah, he, he did not love that. Uh, kind of. Yeah, he didn't love that. But Rashad Vaughn back to the D-League. And I, I don't know. I mean, like, if it was any other player, I, I just, it's hard. I should be I should be playing, I should be banging the, you know, give Rashad Vaughn minutes because he actually has, like, played not horribly to start the season, has made some shots. Um, I feel like I should, as a fan, I should be obligated to, you know, play the, play the young guy drum and not the 39-year-old who isn't, you know, even making shots night to night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I still have a hard time. I mean, as much as Jason Terry is not, you know, uh, a game changer or a plus basketball player at this stage of his career, I I still don't know if he's worse than Rashad Vaughn from just sort of an overall game perspective and trusting a guy down the stretch. And part of that is obviously a problem because, you know, the Bucks. Uh, for various reasons, partially Chris Middleton, but even before that, they obviously did not have much of any depth um, at the two, three spots. And, um, you know, they are now paying for that because Jason Terry is, is out here playing major minutes for Jason Kidd, which is partly Jason Kidd's fault and partly the front office's fault for, you know, not, not getting more depth uh, in the backcourt. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's your take on that whole thing? I guess the, the strange thing to me is 
I think every night when I get the box score and look at minutes played, it, like my mind immediately just sees Mirza Talatovic in neon lights. Like I, I just don't get it. I, I'm, I'm wholly confused on on the situation because, again, if you if you want to say you want a veteran, you want a guy that's gonna make the right pass that can stretch the floor for these young guys, like I. I feel like Mirza's Mirza would be that ideal guy. And then if you, you do have small ball in the lineups instead of then having a small guy in Del Vadova and Brogdon or whoever you choose and Terry, you just have one as Mirza is a little bit larger. Like Jason Terry's not bringing you a whole lot defensively. Um, I don't think that's offensive to say, or um, even really in question. So I, I just, just looking at Mears's minutes, it doesn't make any sense. Um, on the season, he's averaging, uh, I don't even know what it is. 15, 15.9. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so 15.9 and he hasn't played over, he hasn't played over 15 minutes in the last six games. No, five games and <laughs> had a 26 minute game, then five against the Grizzlies, 11 the night before against the Pelicans. So s- since we've gotten to the month of November is, his minutes have just dried up and they were, there weren't a ton of them before in the three games in October. So I, I just don't really understand why he's not getting more minutes. Um, especially cause I mean, no matter what you're going that, I feel like if just the eye test, just watching when Mears is on the floor, you can see that either teams respect him or you get wide open threes. And that was the case again tonight throughout the night. The Magic just had no idea how to track him because they were putting a big on him. He was coming off screens. He was getting wide open threes from the top of the key. And I didn't have a chance. I'd, maybe I tweeted something out about it, but it was just like, I'd play Mirza the rest of the night. He, he, They don't have an answer for him. They clearly don't want to They don't want to really stray away from those bigs. And none of those bigs want to go out to the three-point line and actually cover Mirza. So why not? keep putting them in situations where they have to it really it really felt like the small ball lineups would have been perfect and use Mirza in one of those small ball lineups and good luck using those bigs to cover Jabari Giannis and Mirza because you just don't have a chance because none of those three guys that you want to use in Ibaka Gordon and Biombo and even if you want to use Vucevic like it's not there Like, like there's no one there that can cover those three guys um so I don't know. It, it the Mirza situation just really confuses me. Yeah, I think the key stat with Toledovic is uh, Giannis and Mirza Toledovic 124 minutes together on the court this year. They have an offensive rating of 119, a defensive rating of 98. That so seems phenomenal, Frank. When when Giannis and Mirza are on the court together, and obviously there are a lot of other variables that you know can 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 push things one way or the other on any given night, but. Um, but plus 21 points per 100 possessions. I mean, that is phenomenal, and it, it makes complete logical sense, right? I mean, Giannis yep. is, is versatile defensively. He can cover up from a rim protection standpoint in ways obviously Mirza can't, um, and Toledovic obviously is a guy that that stretches the floor and and really you know, kind of creates um, creates lanes for, for Giannis that might not be there when pretty much any of the other Bucks. Uh, you know, forwards are are on the court. Um, And, you know, I mean, if people are curious, I mean, and this is part of the the concern with Jabari, when when Giannis and Jabari are together, 361 minutes, 99.8 offensive rating, which is terrible. 
Yeah. Um, 103.5 defensive rating, which is also worse than than uh, with Toledovic. Granted, you know, I'm sure you know part of this is obviously the fact that Jabari and Giannis are playing um, you know starter against starters in the first and th- third quarters. Uh, Toledovic minutes with Giannis are you know predominantly coming uh, you know against bench units, and then also, um, but we you know are seeing Toledovic and Giannis play against these. Uh, good lineups in fourth quarters and these small ball lineups and they've played really well. So yeah, I 100% agree. I don't know why Jason Kidd wouldn't be kind of, you know, bending over backwards more to get Toledovich minutes. Um, the fact that we saw Miles Plumley randomly show up tonight for two minutes at the end of the second half or sorry, end of the second quarter, I think it was. Yep. Um, it was kind of like just, you know, Jason Kidd playing his contradiction bingo game and, you know, it was like, oh, I said I wasn't going to play three three centers, and oh, can I sneak in my third center <laughs> for two minutes? It's like why even bother with that? Uh, you know, we we know you don't need. If, if, even if your two bigs had foul trouble, we know that you can just play small, and actually, that's probably a better combination than actually playing with the center. So, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I hope. Um, I mean, my my big hope is is that the success they've had with these small ball lineups. I think, you know, maybe tonight I, I, I didn't mind it as much because again, I mean, I think Monroe should be the primary big off the bench, which that was the case tonight. So, okay. Um, and, and he played pretty well, right? Um, you mentioned <laughs> it, that, that Henson maybe Henson's numbers might've been as impressive considering that, um, Monroe also kind of just kind of rammed it down the, the magic throats, uh, 11 and, and seven in 17 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, he he played well. Yeah, so uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we could argue that maybe any any Bucks big man Correct. who saw the court tonight was going to play well. And there were a lot of kind of uh, you know pun intended Johnny on the spot moments for Henson where the ball just like that one play where it was like yeah that was know, strange. Biombo Biombo rebounded it and it was like Fournier or somebody came around and just knocked it away and Henson literally just standing there in the lane with all of his teammates already having run back on defense. Ball bounces to him and he dunks it. Um, he had a couple of nice looks from Delvadova for dunks. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was kind of a strange game, but I mean, credit to, to, to Henson, you know, we've been, yeah. uh, Adam and I both wrote extensively about how, again, his presence for whatever reason has pretty much poisoned any Bucks lineup. <laughs> um, Bucks came into the night, the starters with Henson were minus 23.4 points per 100. The starters with Plumley were plus, I think six. Um, and, uh, John Henson with the big plus one finished tonight. Oh yeah. Uh, so he finished positive. Uh, and again, we don't want to kind of put too much into single game uh, plus minus because, you know, lots of weird things can happen. That isn't necessarily a guy's fault. But obviously the concern with Henson is, well, how the hell, you know, I know he's not as bad as these numbers suggest. So but but what the hell? Right. And yep. and how much do you want to tempt fate and continue to play a guy who, you know, for whatever reason, the team has not been able to play with now? Tonight, progression to the mean uh, helped the Bucks, obviously, and, and you know he he got the job done. And maybe not surprising that kid went back to him late instead of uh, you know trying to go small. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think the the use of the small ball lineup I think was is one of the more interesting things to watch. And I I hope that kid does not shy away from doing it. We know we can't expect to see you know you can't run that kind of lineup half you know thirty minutes a night, but. Certainly something that I think, you know, needs to be used regularly and Toledovic should be on the court with Giannis um, probably a lot more than he has been. Yeah, and I do think, too, the, it, the that small ball lineup with Toledovic, to me, 
that like that kind of makes sense um just kind of a good way to keep some three-point shooting on the floor and and make that happen so like like you said some I, i guess this is a very interesting game and i guess it's one that it's i don't know it was weird. It was a weird game to watch. The Bucks didn't play particularly well. Uh, Kid threw out some crazy rotations. He he sat out Giannis for eight of the twelve minutes in the fourth quarter, which is crazy. Jabari sat out six of the twelve minutes, I think, in the fourth quarter as well. And yeah, it was just a weird game. But like like I said before, a road win is a good win, no matter how you got it or how ugly it might have looked. Um, and that's exactly what the Bucks got tonight. 104-96 over the Magic. I think that's going to be it for us for tonight, unless you have any other thoughts, ideas, Frank. No, let's, yeah, take the win and, and certainly I think take the positive contributions of, you know, John Henson for, for, for one, um, playing playing well for you know maybe the first time this season and you just hope that that's uh, going to be a springboard to to bigger and better things and and obviously gives a kid you know one more thing to think about when he's trying to to fill out his ro- you know rotations and his lineup card and and obviously good to see Greg Monroe um, as much as we've been dogging the big men and here we've been talking about the value of small ball um, it is nice when the big men actually play well for a change yeah. uh, so <laughs> that's a positive and uh, as you said, grinding out road wins. Uh, you know, if the Bucks want to be relevant this season, they're they're going to have to do that because certainly winning, you know, ten road games all season is is not going to take them very far. No, it is not. But that was not the case tonight. Um, that'll be it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We it's going to be. I, I'd assume this is pretty much Delhi week uh, because <laughs> it, it, it's Bucks Cavs. So I would assume. I already know that I'll end up writing something about uh, Delhi over at ESPN Milwaukee. I'm sure there will be uh, plenty of things written about that. So uh, Cavs Bucks on Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. As always, make sure to subscribe, listen, do all those good things for us. Uh, we are your really only source for guaranteed Bucks talk every single day. Uh, there's there's never a Packers game for us to talk about. There's never something crazy in the Brewers. Off- no, I love there's just not packers for us to talk about uh so why would you want we're, we're an escape from packers talk, right? <laughs> correct uh so we will always be talking bucks here on locked on bucks thanks for joining us we'll talk to you guys tomorrow fall has arrived at jc the perfect time to refresh your home from now until sunday get up to 50 percent off select comforter sets furniture and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like tempur-pedic sealy beauty rest and more and save 50 to 60 percent on select sheet sets plus an extra 15 percent with your coupon on select home items hurry and soon that's getting your pennies worth jc penny coupon valid 928 to 10 on select home items furniture and mattresses prices valid 928 to 10 selections vary by store while supplies last fitting on regular and original prices intermediate markdowns may have been taken some exclusions apply to store or jcp.com for details